Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Real Talk About Real Estate, presented by DeBrew Realty in Mansfield, Texas. Your host is Susan DeBrew. I'm your co-host, Steve Pixler, and we are talking about all things real estate. So we've been talking about why hire a realtor. In fact, we're doing a series on that topic. Our last episode, the first one in this series, we asked, well, why wouldn't you? In this one, we actually want to look at it from the standpoint of what are some of the reasons those who are considering uh, selling or buying, why would you hire a realtor? And this is where our resident expert is going to come to the table and tell us all about it. Susan, tell us about why we should hire a realtor. Well, I think the number one reason. Yeah, right, is out of a um, million. Well, there's a million. We won't be able to care- cover them all in the That's series. That's quite a series. But we'll definitely like hit the highlights. Yeah. And so I think the number one is, is they're going to save you money. Yeah. Right. They really are. And the reason they're going to be able to save you money and they are going to make it a smooth transaction for you mm-hmm. is because they know what they're doing. Yeah. And you're actually hiring them to represent you. So in our world, we call that agency. Yeah. So which means that we an agent is someone who actually has a fiduciary responsibility to look after their client's best interests. Mm-hmm. And so that's why in most real estate transactions, you're going to find that one broker represents the seller and a different broker represents the buyer. Mm -hmm. There is something called intermediary, Mm -hmm. which is an interesting form of agency, which I'm okay with it at a a high level broker level, um, which means that the same broker can represent the buyer and the seller as long as they have independent agents that are there to counsel each client. In my opinion, my very strong opinion, I do believe that every single person buying and selling real estate needs to have an agent, somebody who's there as an advocate. And so this is why you would not allow an agent to represent both sides in in your brokerage. I don't. And that is very actually highly unusual. Mm -hmm. And so it have to be as extenuating circumstances to why I would allow the same agent to represent the buyer and represent the seller. And when... And let me put that into perspective in terms of agency, Mm -hmm. right? So if an agent's primary responsibility is to look after your client's best interest, Mm -hmm. how can you do that for both sides simultaneously? Right. You can't. Now, as far as it being just at the broker level, right, you can have, you know, Jane and John being independent agents that, you know, Jane can look after the seller and John can look after the buyer. That's completely fine. And they can both work for the same company. So the broker can oversee both sides to make sure everything's doing well, Mm -hmm. but each client has an independent agent to counsel them and to look after them, to fight for them. You have to give them that agency. Yes. And so there are... It, in the state of Texas and in most uh, states, to be an intermediary relationship with the same agent representing both sides is legal. Yeah. It's completely legal. It's just not moral in my book. And it means that that agent is actually representing himself yes. or herself. And here's, and here's why, right? So legally, if everybody says, you know, the, the listing agent puts the house on the market and the buyer walks into an open house and the agent's mm. going, woohoo, I get to double dip, I get both sides, right? <laughs> right? The problem comes is when whose interest are they really looking out for when they can't look after the buyer's interest to the detriment of the seller and they can't look after the seller's interest to the detriment of the buyer they actually legally can no longer give advice or counsel to, uh, to either e- side either one, yeah. 
And the only reason you hire an agent is because you need good right. counsel and advice right. through right. the transaction. And the seller is typically the one that's paying all the real estate fees, mm. and they're now not able to get any counsel or advice. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why um, I don't allow my agents to do that. The yeah. only time they're going to get away with it with me is if there's not a, actually a house on the property. It's just a piece of land. Yeah. Somebody walks up and offers them full asking price. There's no inspection. It's cash. There's no appraisal. There's nothing. It's going to close next week. Does anybody need any counselor advice? No, that's okay. Like, or in, yeah. in, and if it's a large track of land, if there's a lot involved, the answer is still no. But if we're talking yeah. about a little twenty thousand dollar lot or something, I don't care. Right. But because there's just there's not anything that else is really needed. Yeah. But that's not you know ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the transactions. Yeah. Typically, uh, buyers and sellers they need an agent. They need someone who understands the legalities, the nuances, what's reasonable and customary under these circumstances. They need somebody to negotiate for them. Yeah to make sure that they get a fair deal. And um, and so that's really important. Um, so if you were a, a professional athlete or an actor or anything like that, would you hire an agent? Yeah. And why? Yeah, someone to represent your interests. Yeah, and just because... And do someone you really, who knows your industry really well. That's it, yeah. exactly. So just because you're really great at sports or you're really great at acting doesn't mean you're really great at negotiating contracts. That's so right. You know, and so you need to have someone who knows that part of the world yeah. to to make sure that you're getting a good deal. Yeah. I've had a lot of people, you know, that I've, you know, helped later after they finished a transaction and they're, they were very proud of themselves that they thought they saved, you know, all this money on real estate fees and then as I'm looking at their stuff, you know, they they didn't get full market value for the house or yeah. something. And, and I'm like, you know, you may have used your penny wise, but you were dollar foolish. Mm -hmm. And so agency is very important. You have to have somebody look after your best interest. One of the things mm -hmm. that was important to me when I came on with Debrew and, uh, and you were, became my broker and I began to learn how Debrew functions. One of yeah. the things that was huge for me was the word advocate. Yes. So understanding that really what yeah. we do is not as much about sales mm -hmm. as it is about advocating yes. for a person's interest. That's true. That's really powerful. So salesmen will technically have inventory they're trying to move. Right. Right. We don't have any inventory we're trying to move. We're not selling our own properties typically. And if we are, like, we have to disclose, hey, this right. one's actually my own personal right. residence I'm selling. Yeah. And so an advocate is somebody who comes alongside to fight for somebody's interests, to be yeah. their champion, yeah. to make sure that they understand the process and they understand actually what their choices are. Yeah. So an advocate will actually educate the client on what their choices actually are and what the differences are so the client can make a really good decision. So we empower the client to succeed. And so as a when you're listing a home as a seller, uh, that may be more obvious sometimes why, because there's a lot you're needing to do. You're needing to list the home. You want to make sure the price is right all of those things. But from a buyer's perspective, mm -hmm. why would it be important for a buyer to also have an agent? So we're going to do a whole podcast next on that with all of the details. But the main, the most important thing is, is that, so if you walked into a house that you love, say at an open house mm -hmm. and you did not have an agent to represent you. How do you know if you're getting a fair deal? Yeah. How do you know if there's not a problem with a house? Yeah. How do you know if, um, if that other person is being truthful. Yeah. And so even on the buy side, even though you don't have the risk typically of the real estate uh, 
fees, the realtor fees, mm-hmm. that's usually on the seller. But you still need to have an agent, even though somebody else is paying the fee for them. And that always, to me, comes to mind with a courtroom, because that's just where my mind always yes. goes, uh-huh. is if yes. I was going to court, I wouldn't yes. want the other person's attorney representing me. They can't. I, I, right, exactly. But I wouldn't want that. I yes. want my own counsel. Yes. Uh-huh. And I think in some ways that's comparable And that's exactly to, true here. Yeah. You actually can't represent. Yeah. Like you yeah. can't actually advocate right. for both the buyer and the seller at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And that does happen a lot to people. I actually closed on a deal just recently. It was a five acre tract of land with a, with a home on it. And when they bought the house, they had just you know, called the number on the sign, saw the house and yeah. closed on it and didn't even realize that there was nobody actually looking after their best interest. And it yeah. turned out it had all kinds of foundation issues and stuff that they really were not aware of. Yeah. And, but they didn't have anybody to help them. Yeah. And so that's, that's what agency is all about is to have somebody to come alongside and help you. And I feel like one of the reasons that people don't understand that's why they need a realtor is because we've not done a good job in our industry of teaching people what we do mm-hmm. and how valuable we are. Mm-hmm. And I would not show up to court with a $300,000 house or a $500,000 house or whatever without an, a lawyer because mm-hmm. there's no way we can be experts at everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the people who are wealthier, who know how to manage large sums of money and bigger assets, understand that, yeah. right? They're not going to go to court for a $500,000 lawsuit without an attorney, right? Right? They're not going to, even though if they're really great with numbers, they're still going to hire a CPA to do their corporate tax returns. Yeah. And the idea is they're leveraging. Mm-hmm. They understand it's actually worth the money. They'll make more money in the long run by using an agent and it protects them. Mm-hmm. You know, like a seller can, or a buyer can go back on a seller for years after the transaction and sue them. And if you didn't have somebody to help you close those loopholes or protect you from those liabilities, that that's yeah. very costly in the long run. And so the other th- reason that I think people don't understand how much they need an agent is with the advent of the uh, online information. So nowadays, buyers can look at all the homes listed online, mm-hmm. right, and see everything that's available. And they're like, we know everything that's going on in the market. We don't need a realtor. And it's actually, it's, you know, it's not that way at all. So all of the information you're seeing online, and I don't care what online program you like the best, you know, mm-hmm. Realtor.com, Zillow, Trulia, Redfin, you know, there's actually, we syndicate to over 100 different websites. So I know there's tons more than that right. out there. right. And so you're looking at all this information online. Do you know who put that information up online? Number one, it was a, a real estate agent that actually put all that information into the MLS. And those sites are just pulling that information mm-hmm. um, and putting it in a nice format for you to see. And those companies, their business, again, they're not a, they're not a charity. They're not doing it, you know, just to help you out. Like their business is to sell leads to realtors. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to be very slow to take any any uh, properties that are no longer available, they're going to be kind of slow to take them off their websites because they could still sell leads from them. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing is, is with the advent of all of that data, like a, a buyer can make a better decision because they've seen so many different houses. They can look at 100 houses online before they ever walk into a house mm-hmm. number in, in person. And so people don't understand that that has not made an agent's job easier 
right? Actually, somebody sued the National Association of Realtors saying that we were making too much money because now we don't have to do as much work because of the online information. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> of course, they lost the lawsuit because they had no idea what we right. actually did. Right. And their point was, is that prior to the advent of the internet, how listings worked was a big book would come out every month and would land at the broker's office and the agents would look through the pages of the book of what was for sale and they would try to figure out like out of this big stack you know, of listings, what few the buyer might be interested in and then drive them around to see them. Uh-huh. You know, that's not a really great plan when, you know, I'm trying to guess what the buyer really wants. Like I ask a lot of really good questions to help narrow that down. But honestly, when we start walking properties, you realize like those, those opinions change. Yeah. Like they really thought they absolutely had to have four bedrooms until they yeah. realized like there wasn't as many in their price range. Mm. And you know, that three bedroom with an office would work just fine. Well, okay. Yeah. Being able to process with them and to help them make really great decisions benefits us by having all that data available but it we it just means we have to filter through a whole lot more data yeah and filter is the key Mm -hmm. and there again that's where expertise is so helpful having someone who knows how to sort through all of that data that's exactly right because just because you have data do you know how to interpret it exactly right do you understand that the same home in uh, keller is not going to be worth as much as it is in south lake Mm mm-hmm and the exact same house that's in South Lake and Keller is not going to be the same if it's in White Settlement. Yeah. And it's not to disparage any of those areas. They're just different. The it's location, different. location, yeah. location. Yeah. And so being able to interpret the data is so important. And being able to evaluate the actual value of something, like there are no closed sale prices available yeah. to the public. Yeah. We are a non-disclosure state by law. And so, you know, those Zestimates and the online programs and stuff, you know, yeah. we kind of joke about them because, yeah. you know, even a blind squirrel might find an acorn now and again, <laughs> but the chances of them being right is pretty small. Yeah, You know, and if you're talking about your house that you're looking to buy or your house that you're looking to sell, you know, so what if they're off 20, 30, $40,000? Would that matter to you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it would to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so having somebody come alongside and operate as your advocate, as your agent, and agency means they have a fiduciary responsibility to look after. Yeah. And all of those numbers, when they hit the real world of appraisals, all of a sudden you're finding out that, you know, what what your appraisal actually is, what your lending actually can do. Yeah. Now you've hit the real world. (laughs) Yeah. And and a real estate agent becomes the MC in the transaction. And by that, I mean like the master of ceremony, right? So the agent is the person that will help you coordinate with your lender and make sure everything is going along well there, that we're not getting you into a house that the, that the lender actually couldn't close on based on your particular needs. You know, like if you only qualify for FHA and the house you're looking at has wood rot on it and the seller's not willing to do any repair, like I don't want to get you in a position where you lose thousands of dollars because you yeah. entered into a contract on a house that your lending actually couldn't qualify for. Right. And so, again, you know, there's so many moving parts. Yeah. So the, the realtor, you know, MCs and coordinates with the lender. We co- help you coordinate with your inspector. You know, the inspector is going to look through the house and make sure that everything is sound. And if there's any issues, we are the ones that go back. We're not the inspector, but we help take the uh, inspector's data mm-hmm. and help you interpret whether that means it's still a good house for you, yeah. negotiate repairs. It's usually repairs asked for in most transactions. We coordinate with the title company and we help, you know, deal with any appraisal issues if they come up. So a real estate agent actually becomes a hub that 
all things run through. Yeah. That we help make sure that everything is moving through all the various stages of the contract until we get you successfully to closing. And there's the goal. Successfully to closing. And that's why you should hire an agent. Agency. Agency. Someone advocating for you. It's all a big deal. It's very important. you have any more questions, stop by DebrewRealty.com. We'd love to talk with you more. Anything you need help on with regard to real estate, we're here to answer your questions. We're going to continue talking, as we always do, about all things real estate. (laughs) 